0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Black and Abroad, an interview series highlighting the lived experiences of Black expats around the world. I am Kendall Tyson, your host, licensed therapist, and a fellow Black expat. Uh, We have another great episode in store for you today, and I would like you all to welcome our newest guest, Uriah. Say, hey, Uriah hey hey everybody
1: thanks for having me
0: yes we're so excited to have you so just a little background information on uriah uriah is a master cosmetologist and she's a creator and founder of just skin just skin is a natural skincare line made with organic and high quality ingredients So shortly after moving to China, Uriah realized that there was a lack of recognizable and available skincare products, especially those without the possibility of having whitening agents in them. And yes, that is very important here um, in China. For years, she made products only for herself and gifted them for birthdays or as tokens of appreciation. And after recognizing that there was a high demand for great skincare products, Uriah decided that she would share the goodness of her products with everyone. And we're glad she did. Um, using her professional expertise, she formulates her handmade products in Beijing. The products are great for anyone who wants to explore and cultivate a healthy skincare regimen. Um, I know Uriah personally. She is a great person, great businesswoman. And again, we are glad to have her here on Black and Abroad to share her story so um let's get to it all right that was an amazing bio and I just you know what are your thoughts about hearing about yourself um, as I as I read your bio what are your thoughts
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm so kind of not humble but like I hate to brag or to talk about myself in Uh, such a positive light. I do like to hear other people talk about it, but because I'm the one who wrote the bio, I'm kind of like, oh, this is so cringy. (laughs) I
0: love
1: love hearing other people get excited about like the stuff I do.
0: Yes. I just, I wonder how does it feel when sometimes when we have that self-doubt that creeps in, but Mm -hmm. then when we hear the things that were once dreams that we've been able to work really hard to bring to fruition to Mm. hear it from other folks like what does it do to kind of settle your spirit and make you feel good it does feel good because it
1: feels like wow like other people see what I'm doing yeah Um, because obviously I could be like oh this stuff really works but if nobody else ever tries it or even mentions it, then it does feel like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, but I try not to, or oh, I've been trying, not to like rely on other people's approval just to feel good, which yes. is-
0: Yes, <laughs> it is difficult, right? Because we we, we do things for the world. Mm-hmm. So there is a certain level of approval. I think that is- needed in order for us to continue to formulate and grow mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. but it's
0: also what have you found to be important when it comes to like trusting your own self and your own inner voice well
1: when it comes to like business and this kind of thing i know it um like the like the bio said i'm a am a master cosmetologist so i know <laughs> i know i know that the things that i make i know that it works and i know right. like I know the ins and outs of it, and I'm always doing research. So I don't really need to. I don't really need like outside approval to know that it works. But ju- it just it does help me to feel good when I hear other people kind of give me praise.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's I, it reminds me of this. I forgot where I hear it, but you know, let other people do the speaking for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although I think I wonder sometimes as Black women, especially you know, being raised to be humble and mm-hmm. independent and not really promote ourselves or toot our own horns. How do we mm-hmm. work ourselves out of that mindset yeah. um, to be business-minded and promote in an ethical way? hmm hmm I don't know. What do you what do I you feel mean?
1: like it is really important to do, at least for me, because that's what I am right now, to do a lot more self-praise because if you don't root for you, who's gonna root for you? And, exactly. or you can't really wait. Like, I can't wait for somebody to say, yeah, she's doing good things. Yeah. I should really be saying it to myself. And then eventually everybody will catch on. And if they don't, that's also fine. I have to be okay with myself.
0: Yes, Oh, that is, Oh, I really like it. Having to be okay with yourself is key. Um, I think it's honestly a, a through line of what we'll talk about today, not just business-wise but literally living your best life as a black expat abroad, (laughs) especially in China, um, (laughs) having to have a healthy self-appreciation and self-love in a world that can be a bit anti dot, dot, dot is really key to thriving in these kinds of communities. So, you know, before I go deeper into the conversation, I, I tend to start with the question of, so who is Uriah? You know, how would you describe yourself to the world?
1: Well, I would say that Uriah is a multifaceted, just lover of life and yeah, like I'm always seeking the happy place Um, and it's easy to kind of get outside of that, but I'm always seeking something that is going to bring me joy, something that's going to bring me back to, bring me back to center, bring me back to the happy place.
0: Mm. So I wonder what's the happy place for you at the moment?
1: The happy place for me. It's hmm, a good question. The happy place for me, I would say is definitely the weather. Uh, easily. Ooh, yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So right now I'm in a happy place. It's feeling good outside. The sun is shining. Yeah. Um, I love like being around people who are always laughing. I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. Um, and yeah, the ha- I would say the happy place is being around close friends and keeping, keeping up like laughter and like a lot of humor.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so I, that's a really good concept, you know, on a daily basis, seeking mm-hmm. the happy place. What does a happy place look like? For me today, and yeah, yeah. just got my COVID test a little while okay. ago. Um, <laughs> I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, another colleague and friend. So I would say, if I were to answer that question, I would say the happy place for me today would be intentionally maintaining healthy connection. That okay. would be the happy place for me today. So I probably need to contact my nieces after we talk <laughs> today, just so I can get some of that TT love
1: yeah yeah that's that's a good point that you made when you said the happy place for me today because it does change from day
0: to day yes
1: you know and i mean from day to day month to month year to year it it's always changing sometimes yeah. you're like further down than you were before or further up so yeah. that's a good point yeah
0: so for everybody that's watching you know this is a, a podcast that's definitely focused on living our best lives and tending to your mental health i want you to ask yourself. What does a happy place look like for you today? You know, and as Uriah said, it shifts and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just being mm-hmm. noticing. Like, what do you need on this particular day? Yeah, You know, so, you know, getting a little bit deeper into this conversation, I'm curious, would you mind sharing with us the genesis of your expat journey?
1: Yeah, um, it was really kind of not random in the sense where because I don't believe that necessarily anything is random but yeah. it was random yeah. in the sense of it kind of came out of nowhere to the naked eye um I was finishing school and uh, my degree my undergrad degree and it was a long time coming like I went <laughs> when I first got out of high school I went to college for two years I dropped out went to hair school I was doing hair for like seven years and then at the very, like the back end, before I came to China, the last two years of me doing here, I was also, went, I went back to school. Okay. So I was finishing my degree. I was maybe like four months uh, to, the, to the graduation date. And I was just thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm really about to finish. What's next? And um, I knew I wanted to travel, um, but I was looking at it on a smaller scale before. It was more like I wanted to um, get into consulting because I yeah. knew that that was a career that they travel a lot, but yeah. they travel too much so, to the point of burnout. Yeah. Um, and it's mostly domestically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But anyway, it started on Google. That was the genesis of it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up um, working, work, traveling and working or something like that. And the first thing that popped up was EF, which Anyway, I don't know if you've ever worked at EF, but I'm sure other people- I've
0: heard of it. I have not been blessed with that genesis, but I've heard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's the good thing about EF is it's a really easy segue into China, into traveling, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. So anyway, so that was the start of it. I interviewed with them, got the job. And then maybe three, three, four months later, I was on a plane, August Mm -hmm. 16th. On the way oh, to okay.
0: Is that your shy anniversary? August 16th? Yeah.
1: August 16th, 2016.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you've been here for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Mine is August 7, 2018. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So just two years shy. Yeah. You know, I heard something really interesting in the genesis of your journey, where yeah. you out of out of high school, you go to school for two years, you yeah. leave temporarily. Mm -hmm. Begin a new, uh, a new leg of the journey, going to cosmetology school, um, and then deciding to travel and going back to school. And I really appreciate the, I'm not even going to say unorthodox, I would definitely say more commonplace that it is, it's more tailored to what you need in the moment. And Can you speak to that, you know, for a second for individuals who may not who may believe it has to look a certain Mm -hmm. way, like the journey has to look a certain way in order for other people to know that it's worthy. Can you speak to that? That's not true, folks. It ain't true. (laughs) No, (laughs) no,
1: no, there is no such thing as the perfect way. Right. Um, And sometimes I find that the more like tribulations you face along the journey, the more lessons you gain. And Mm um, the more cultured your experience, your life experience becomes, because yeah. if I hadn't gone through, like go, dropping out and go, having all of these like second thoughts about what I wanted to do, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I probably wouldn't be here in this position, in this space either. Right. Um, so I, for me to speak to that, I would just say like, trust, trust how it's going um and then just be present in making the decisions that you're making like it was i didn't want to drop out of school but i didn't know what i wanted to do and after the first 2 years you got to hone in on like okay what what do what do you really want to do yeah um and i ended up going back to college for the reason that i started <laughs> for the same major <laughs> but but either way and i i mean there was a lot that unfolded in the 7 or so years that i stopped going to school um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I have my master cosmetology experience. Um, and it's, it's allowed me to bring in another, another stream of income as well. And it's something that I'll never forget. Even, even when it comes to like child rearing, if, when I have my children, I'll be able to know exactly how to do their hair. I know more about healthy hair care, healthy skin and all of that. So I would just say, trust how everything is going. That would be my message.
0: I really appreciate that. It is realizing that it's okay to make a pause Mm
1: -hmm. along the
0: journey. If you notice that the path that you're on really doesn't speak to what you want to do with your life, Mm -hmm. it's okay to do something different that is in more alignment with the future that you're seeking. We first have to have an idea of what is the future that I seek? It's difficult to blaze a path if you don't know what the destination or a stop on the journey looks Mm -hmm. like um and I wonder do people get so caught up in what other people think that they should do struggle with setting boundaries and you know really living for themselves that they continue on a journey or on a path that isn't really in alignment with the life that they seek for themselves Mm -hmm. and I I think that's so it's, you're such, you're at such a
1: young, impressionable age. Like, yeah. what are we graduating at? I would graduate when I was 17. So 18. how the yeah. hell could I know? Uh-huh. Right. What, like 18 and I'm supposed to make decisions for the rest of my life. Right. Or who or you want to be? Who am yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know who I am at the time. And yeah. then I'm making such a big decision. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that has some really big consequences. Um, mm-hmm. like I worked with a lot of college students and whew, just when, you know, we, when we were in school, it was tumultuous enough. We didn't have COVID, you know, we didn't have mm-hmm. just the breakdown of society, honestly, right. and now that there's that. so much, right, impacting. I mean, we had our own stuff, don't get me wrong, because I was in school mm-hmm. and 9-11 happened. I remember mm-hmm. where I was on mm-hmm. that day. I can remember the text message that my daddy sent me. Where you at? (laughs) Stay there. Um, (laughs) So we had our own, you know, I have our own fair share of stuff, but nowadays it's just so much more um, that you have to contend with. So really having a healthy understanding or a burgeoning understanding of who am I? Who do I want to be? What does that look like? What am I interested in? What do I like? What do I love? Mm -hmm. That's going to help to me feel more fulfilled right um let me ask you since you've been here what I've been here for you've been here six six years yep
1: about six years in August okay Okay.
0: what what if you think back on some things that you've experienced what have been what has been a really impactful moment of your time living abroad and have you only lived in China I've only lived in China yeah China and America yeah Okay, what has been like one of the most impactful moments that you've experienced since being abroad? Um,
1: I would say, I would say traveling, like traveling to different countries, and I'll have this kind of this kind of wave of feeling. It, it'll come over me just every so often. I'll be doing like some routine, something, just walking down the street or just living normal life, but in a different country. And the, it'll hit me like, wow, I'm, I could have never imagined this for my life. Like for me to be in such different places of the world with different people who have no, I mean, almost nothing, in, not necessarily nothing in common, but we grew right. up so differently. People who look nothing like me. And being able to just still kind of blend in or just be a part of what they have going on culturally.
0: yeah.
1: um, It's that, that was really, or those feelings are really impactful for me because it really lets me know that like you, anything is possible. You can do anything, anything that you want to do, you can do it. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: So anyway, those are really inspiring moments for me. And you just sit back and you just feel like, wow, like this is really me, I'm really here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No.
0: it brings me to like, um, I don't, it, like you said, it happens every now and again, like something just comes over you. I remember yeah. uh, just taking a leisurely stroll. This might've been last week. Um, The mm-hmm. weather was great. Just yes. walking down the canal sunbeaming and I just stop and I'm like I really live in Beijing like I've really been living and not even just living thriving yes growing growing as a person in a whole nother country like who would have ever thought um although it's always been a passion of mine a desire of mine to live abroad it when it actually happens when it's Mm -hmm. honestly your everyday life yeah it feels so surreal sometimes um how do you think what do you believe you know has how has this experience changed you as a person like how do you believe your perspective and priorities have been shifted
1: um when I have like that kind of experience it really it really has made me become more present. Mm. Um, Not too deep into the past and thinking about what I have been through or the experiences that I have had and not too forward thinking where I'm like, okay, what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, next year, what am I going to do? I mean, and obviously it's good to think about your goals and stuff uh, in the future, but it is really, it has become really important for me to live more presently and appreciate what's happening right in front of me because i mean in, in the grand scheme of things that's all that I, that's all that i can do is I, I can't i can't really control the future obviously i can manipulate some things and whatever but who literally who knows and it sounds cliche like who knows what's going to happen tomorrow but it's true yeah um, and i can't i can't spoil today by being so upset about what happened yesterday or being so worried about what's going to happen tomorrow yeah. I have to live for today. So yeah. those experiences, that's what it's really, that's the main impact that it's had on my, like the way I live my life.
0: I hear it, living living a more present and intentional life. So tell me, you know, share with us when you notice that you are feeling a bit exis- that of that existential like stress yeah. of what if, how do yeah. you bring yourself back to center? What are some mindful ways that you are able to, bring yourself back to your happy place. Yes.
1: Um, there is a technique. It's called stop. I can't remember what the four letters stand for. Um, but basically you want to stop, take a breath and think about something. Think about something that makes you happy or mm-hmm. think about something that made you happy today. Think about mm-hmm. something good that to happened today and expand on that thought because if it's been said anyway um by this woman that I love following her name is Abraham Hicks um if you think about a thought for 12 seconds it begins this manifestation process Mm. so if I'm thinking about something good or bad either way then those thoughts are going to compound on 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 each other and so obviously I want to think about something good Oh, this happened today. This was great. And then I just have to maintain that thought for at least 12 seconds and then think another happy thought. So that's one way that I feel like um, I try to bring myself back. Um, but a more sometimes what I, I have to sometimes I have to vent it out. Like I have to of course. call a friend and and or leave a 10,000 voice messages to one of my friends, like, can you, but I try to have less of those moments because those moments used to take over my life. Like, mm. have, especially I'm sure, you know, about this people taking pictures of you, like Chinese people taking pictures and videos. Yeah. yeah. Like that, like, A few years ago that really would it would mess up my day and eventually mess up my week and I'm complaining all day about this one woman on the train this morning that was recording me Mm. so um anyway I try to have less of those moments where I'm venting 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 because the more I talk about it the more I still attract it
0: right and it grows right those feelings they multiply exponentially the more that you focus on there's uh like this term like um uh survival of the busiest as I was doing some more research I specialize in anxiety um and there's this term you know survival of the busiest the the thought that you the thought the feeling that you give more attention to it amplifies it grows it takes a deeper root and so you know while while we can't stop our brain from thinking things or you know stop our feelings from you know popping up we can definitely be more attentive right and shift what it is that we're choosing to focus on so I really like the fact that I what I noticed you just said was a way that you used to handle things is more of the venting which we all do and we all need right we all need a safe space to kind of release but then it's kind of like the more you focus on the things you can't control the bigger it seems and the, Mm -hmm. the more we are we choose not to be accepting of the reality and the reality yeah. in China is if you black, if you different, yeah. you're yeah. going to be a, some a sort of a <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You can be on yeah. somebody's wall, do God knows, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's just like a level of acceptance. Uh, there's this tur- like the, your locus of control. What can you control? Is it outside yeah. of your control? Great. If it is, What do you do to manage the feelings that you have about Mm -hmm. it? And Mm -hmm. I like that technique that you said, you know, stopping, you know, being, recognizing how you feel, identifying Mm -hmm. something that you're happy about, or that, you know, that made you feel something different and Mm -hmm. and focusing on that for that 12 minutes to shift your perspective That's literally how we change our brain by reframing, shifting what we're focusing on. Um, and, and it's, it's mindful, it's a mindful practice to choose mm-hmm. what you're, you know, focusing on in that moment, come back to center, come back yeah. to your happy place yeah. and you do that over yep. and over.
1: Right. <laughs> got to be consistent about it.
0: <laughs> you, have to, you have to, anything that you want to improve and grow, you got to, there gotta be some consistency. Exactly. Uh, so this really takes us into the mental health, you know, portion of this conversation, which is definitely what I like to focus on. We know that you're a businesswoman, you know, you're working full-time um, here in the city. And I just wonder if you were to think back over your life, you know, as a Black woman growing up in the U.S., can you recall any conversations, any messaging around the importance of mental health or mental illness or anything to that nature growing up? No. <laughs> growing up? <laughs>
1: no um
0: Bro, that's literally everybody's answer in mine too yeah. it's like no yeah the
1: only thing the only thing that you would have heard is like if somebody says something about going to therapy or seeing a counselor like you automatically like oh you crazy uh uh-uh. right like, oh, right we don't crazy? Do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, no it's, not it's, not yeah. growing up not in my household nope
0: oh wow it's so frustrating like my mom's a counselor she's a retired counselor and i love you mother um <laughs> but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. sitting and thinking, what were the conversations had there? There weren't many. It's even though it's, your mom's a counselor, you guys
1: didn't, she didn't talk about it at home.
0: Not really. Right. Um, okay. Being, a, you know, working in the schools it, and I had what I know of myself now, I definitely mm-hmm. had um, high level anxiety, like high function anxiety. I mean, I still have anxiety and mm-hmm. there were lots of times growing up that I was depressed. Um, but high functioning, yeah. perfectionist, mm. doing a whole lot of stuff, you know, yeah. showing yep. up, being the top, you know, and yeah. being one of the only black people in my school that, or in my, in my level, my grade level that were, was co- consistently in like in the top.
1: Mm. So you had something to prove.
0: Girl, girl, listen, yeah. had, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't not show up. Couldn't do the mediocre. I don't know any black people that are out here that do things that strive for mediocrity that's just not with that's just not us
1: no that's true
0: it's not so when you got to the point you know considering we were really having to survive you know growing up right um when you got to the point when you realized that you had more agency to do more for your mental health Mm -hmm. what kind of shift did you notice that you had to make
1: um, hmm. when I realized I really had the control over that, I just, I, I I had to just do it. And, and then when I, when I do, if I, if I am talking to a family member or a friend about, um, therapy or whatever, I talk about it as if it's just normal. Yeah. And of course, maybe their first, first initial reaction is kind of like, hmm? You it know, they, I don't know because they don't express <laughs> it, not just not right away. Yeah. But it's funny because that type of anything is contagious, that type any type of thinking, especially the people who you hang around most, you're contagious to them and they're contagious yeah. to you. So I I've had friends that like once I start talking about, oh yeah, you know, I'm seeing a therapist now or whatever. Next thing you know, they'll they might say something like, "Oh, yeah, I was looking up therapy," or you know, I was, yeah, uh-huh." So um, yeah, just talking about it as if it's just normal. yeah um, I, I, that's what I, that's what I have tried to do, and um, be more intentional about about the conversations that I have because that also makes a difference, yeah, like kind of having to change change a little bit and realize like, girl, you can be a little bit negative sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and really facing myself like, yeah. you, you gotta change this. This isn't, yeah, this is how you've been for years, but you gotta change it.
0: Yeah, I, oh, I really appreciate that. Create, holding space, you know, mm-hmm. creating opportunities, have authentic conversations. But you said something so powerful, facing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the most difficult things to do and transformative things to do mm-hmm. when it comes to really growth, especially mm-hmm. in a mental health sense. It's um, and then doing that with a, with such a high degree of self compassion that you're able to move through the process mm-hmm. and not judge yourself completely through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also said something that is is really important: dropping the seeds, right? Yeah. We yeah. are, we can, we can plant seeds. We may not see the fruition, but when we plant seeds, we know that something's going to grow. So mm-hmm. having that conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk to my therapist. Oh, you got a therapist. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And right. <laughs> can do it. Yeah. And, and exactly. Life is going to change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I feel <laughs>
1: like for so long we've used our friends as therapists, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But some more often than not, our friends have the same kind of perspectives the same mindset as us.
0: Exactly. And
1: sometimes we do differentiate with our friends, like mm-hmm. in terms of their mindsets. But a lot of times we have that and we have it probably the mindset in common. So I'm yeah. talking to my friend. Meanwhile, they think just like me. And so I'm not really getting any new perspective or getting any challenge on my own thoughts. So yeah. it's really just a, a cycle of like, of what I think basically.
0: Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. and we, and people meet us where we are, we tend to, we tend to gravitate to that energy to uh, validate yeah. how we feel, and you notice that if we're feeling bad about something, we talk to people that we know will reinforce mm-hmm. that particular yeah. feeling, not yeah. necessarily somebody that will challenge us, unless, unless we have that friend that will call you on your shit, right, yeah. in a loving and empathetic way, yeah. um, and I wish we had more people like that, but I think that yes, it is important to have people in your life that help you build community that feel like safe spaces, but they are not your therapist. Mm-hmm.
2: You want to work
0: with a licensed <laughs> individual that can be more objective, you know, yeah. help you see through, uh, the things that you're experiencing. And that's not necessarily going to validate your unhealthy thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that takes you being open to that mm-hmm. process. Um, yeah, it's a it's a lot that's wrapped up in that. But to have, which brings me into another point when it comes to like your mental, like the concept of mental health. How do you believe? Has there ever? I was going to ask a question, and something else popped into my head. Um, <laughs> when you think happen- about being, right, when you think about being here, you know we're living in COVID, mm-hmm. right, and all of that. Mm-hmm. how do you believe your mental health has been impacted in the last maybe two years what do you notice
1: mm. oh oh god i mean in more ways than i can count probably yeah. um but overall it has brought me to really highlight my mental health mm. um yeah during the at the beginning of the pandemic i was stuck in america the China had shut down. Yeah. So I was stuck in America for like nine months. Me too. And, <laughs> mm, see, yeah. So you already know. Sure. And it was lockdown. So it was just lame. I was staying with my um, brother and his wife and um yeah she was a little bit not paranoid she had a right to be paranoid Mm -hmm. but she did not want to get COVID so she was like nobody should be leaving the house unless you go to the grocery store so I couldn't get out and like release you know what I mean yeah so I had to find other ways and there are plenty of other ways but I had to find other ways other than like going to hang out with friends or doing other outdoor activities um To kind of highlight like okay i need to feel good and that's when i kind of realized like oh i i have to feel good i can't otherwise i'm just i'm what other option do i have other to to feel miserable right you know what i mean and so it really became apparent in the last two years that i do mental health does need to be a priority so i would say the pandemic or the COVID in general brought
0: mental health to me and the importance Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I I really appreciate you you know your candor. It's hope I just I hate the fact that the world has had to experience this collective trauma, this mm-hmm. compound mm-hmm. complex trauma that we're all experiencing one after another, um, that we don't know what the ending looks like or you know what does life look like with yeah. COVID and testing and all the stuff that we're having to do here in Beijing but i i am so grateful for you that through this process you've been able to realize so much that you can do for yourself mm-hmm. even though it's not an ideal situation mm-hmm. um and that really does again start with like recognizing and noticing something doesn't feel right yeah. so what can i do yeah. i get the sense that you are very much a self initiator mm-hmm. um that you're really in tune with yourself Um, and working to identify what you need to be your best in those moments yeah
1: yeah and that like we talked about at the beginning of the conversation that also changes because my best self is not the same as it was yesterday and it's not gonna be tomorrow yeah so yeah that's true it changes it changes from day to day
0: It does. Like there are some days I need to just lay on the couch and watch Bridgerton or Ozark (laughs) or read a book. And (laughs) and some days where I want to be hella creative and just do stuff Mm -hmm. in my business. And some Mm -hmm. days where I just need to go outside in the sun, even though all the fluffy stuff in the air and just walk on the canal for a few hours. Yeah. Right. Um, What are some ways that you found with with the ever impending restrictions? to really tend to your mental health and cope in a healthy way?
1: Um, lately, I would say getting out in the sun. The sun is really recharging for oh, me. Yes. I've really come to learn that, like it's to be out in the sun. And I know we're supposed, to, like I've, I've read before, we're supposed to, for about 15, 30 minutes a day, kind of connect with the earth and yeah. you know, walk around barefoot not really not great <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have the <laughs> environment for that but
2: <laughs> if Bada i can
1: by. i will <laughs> yeah yeah um, so yeah little little things like that um i've also noticed like staying in the shower an extra 10 minutes and just feeling the water on, on me yeah. um i was one i was wondering about that and then i read something about it like in the like some weeks later um that the shower taking a shower is really uh, it's more it's it's also spiritual as well like Mm -hmm. it really helps cleanse you spiritually and Mm -hmm. I'm like sometimes I'll have a terrible day and if I come home and sometimes you just before you even start washing you just like stand in there like
0: yeah and And then after 25 minutes
1: yeah after 25 minutes and you know you get out of the shower you're like oh I actually
0: feel better yeah.
1: And you, without even thinking about it, like you don't even really realize, but you're like, hmm, my, my mood is better. My mood is better now. So yeah. doing those little small, tiny things, it
0: really does help me. It really does. That sounds, all of it sounds mindful. Yeah. Having to be present and noticing physical sensations, any thoughts that are coming up for you, being accepting of emotions that come up yeah. and just you go, wash away. Listen, I am here. For it. I just wish that we had bigger water tanks filled with more hot water. <laughs> right. So I, you know, the, 25 the minutes are you gonna get
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, so, I, would, I, would, I would chop my arm off for a nice clean big bathtub. Oh. Like,
0: yes. See, I mean, we're different. I would I would do that for a high pressured you know, ever consistent flow of hot water in a big shower with eucalyptus hanging. Oh, yes. That is like a dream for me. Okay. Know.
1: Okay. Anything.
0: Just ascend under <laughs> the hot water and and just be.
1: Yes. For yes. sure.
0: But let me ask you, you know, when you think about the concept of community
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a, as a people that grow through relationships, mm-hmm. how have you utilized your community here in Beijing, your community back home. Um, how have you utilized the people in your life to help sustain you um, throughout this process?
1: Um, well, the community now is so much different from like pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have left. Like it was yeah. totally, diff- totally different when I came back. Like after I left for those nine months and I came back. Um, so it's, so it's the answer. The, the answer is that it's changed, but I, I try to keep like-minded people around, but also people who challenge, challenge me in a healthy way. Like you were saying before, yes. um, people who are sensitive and this is, this, this goes the same for people back home. Cause I talk to them often as well, mm-hmm. but, um, people who, Uh, allow me to accept those like allow me to go through the period of acceptance without such judgment because it's difficult when you're already judging yourself we are our our own worst critic and so you're already heavily judging yourself um and so while you're going through that period of acceptance for somebody else to then come and also judge you it makes it 10 times worse
2: yeah. Um,
1: so I've just been trying to be mindful about the type of conversations that I'm having and the, the amount of like allowance I allow, I give to somebody to have in my life. Like the, yeah the amount of access, that's what I'm trying to say, not allowance, yeah. the amount of access.
0: Yeah. It sounds like setting boundaries is important.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's
0: really realizing that I know what you, you know, what you want mm-hmm. and you know, or you've learned over time. Who can show up for you in those ways that you're needing in that moment? Yeah, Um, and oftentimes that shifts. Like living abroad, we already know that people are transient. Um, I think I forgot what the average is. Is it like two years, two or three years for people Uh to be here in the city? And so Mm -hmm. to have anyone beyond that time is very much an anomaly. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder what is it, what has it done to your relationships? What does it do? how does it influence the way that you connect and build relationship with people knowing that there's a high probability that they may not be here within the next right. two or three years? Yeah. It, it, this goes back
1: to also being like living in the present because mm. like you said, they might not be here. Yeah. Um, and I've, I have probably like a handful of friends from China who I still like from the beginning who I still yeah. talk to, And even they're not here anymore, but we're still friends. Um, and we still talk often, like really close friends, probably like lifelong friends, you know. Yeah. Um so it that goes back to being present and enjoying the time that you do have together. Um, and yeah, yeah. That's that's I would instead of continuing on and on about that, I'm gonna just talk in circles about that one point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being true. present and enjoying the connections while they're happening.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like um, I've shared with some people. You know, because some people are like, well, I don't want to, you know, really get to know folks because they're not gonna be here. And I'm just always like, well, you really deprive yourself of really getting to know genuine folks because yeah. if that individual is really meant to be in your life, that mm-hmm. will transcend location. And yeah. one, we're used to being able to travel anyway. So it's just another yeah. place in the world to be able to go visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also begs to just really realize the importance of intentionality when it mm-hmm. comes to these really quality relationships and you have to be intentional about staying connected and staying, you know, involved with one another, but the involvement mm-hmm. changes, of course, mm-hmm. it shifts, mm-hmm. but I, I I just, I just get the sense that I don't want to miss out on a good person because you may or may not be here. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to stifle the opportunity to grow connection right. because you might find a better, a better phase of your life in another country. Yeah.
1: And sometimes I think that even if the person is not going to, like, even if you know for a fact that this person is leaving next month and, and a lot of times you have really deep connection or not deep connections, but you have a really interesting perspective in a short time. Like that's why sometimes when you go to your hairstylist and girl, you, I'm just going to, you were just in my chair for an hour and a half, but we're going to have some insightful conversation here and then I'll see you next week. I'll see you in two weeks. You know (laughs) what I mean? So. It doesn't have to be a long friendship or a long relationship just to to
0: gain something from it. I agree. It Mm. can be impactful in just a short amount of time. Um, Yeah, which is I would imagine is often present in friendships, relationships, any kind of ship in (laughs) Beijing. (laughs) You know, for sure. Well, let me let me ask you when you what what do you think has been the biggest most impactful growth opportunity as a person that you believe you've experienced while living abroad?
1: The biggest growth opportunity as a person, I would say, um, and not to bring it back to business, but it's impact what I'm about to say has really impacted so many areas of my life, but really launching my business because I am not, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Like my Mm -hmm. mom was always in corporate. Mm -hmm. Um, and my father was, I guess he was an entrepreneur of sorts, but not in the, not in the sense that he owned his own business, but he, he, he worked for himself mostly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I, I know I have friends who are like, yeah, my, my dad was always starting different businesses. And so even though maybe his dad has started several businesses within, um, some time and some of them will be successful, successful, some of them won't, at least he had kind of that mindset already. He grew right. up in an entrepreneurial kind of environment. And right. so for me, being that I had not grown up in that type of environment, Um, and I was able to successfully launch something even if it is just in China I really realized the possibilities of what I can do Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's how it links back into like my personal life like knowing that I have the control I am the key to to unlock whatever possibilities are there for me Yes,
2: ma'am.
0: Listen. Yeah. Ooh, okay. You just gave me the title for this episode. Ah, and I'm writing it down before I forget. I, I, I love it. Like it just felt so electric. Um and so empowering just to even hear you say, like, you are the one in control of unlock unlocking all the possibilities in your life. So yeah, even if you don't the whole thing with representation matters. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we have to be the representation. Yeah. Or right. it's a matter, right. If it doesn't yeah. come from us, if it does, if it isn't there for us to model, how does it then come from us mm-hmm. to model?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah. Think that's that's a generational
1: it. thing too. Yeah.
0: It is for sure. And so I know a lot of times we talk about breaking generational curses, you know in our community but what do you think it looks like to begin generational growth yeah. and wealth yeah. and exactly. just, you know what's the word i'm looking for yeah i, I would just go with growth what, what what do you think that process looks like for us in our communities
1: i think it looks like a lot of trial and error a lot of mm-hmm. uh, fear stifles us not just as people like And it it can be stifling. And it probably fear is what may hold you back from a decision that you you end up making in two years that you could have made today. And not that within the two years you didn't learn things or you didn't go through things that are going to help you when you get to that point. Like it's going to happen in the right time. But just to try it and yeah you are gonna you are gonna fail at it but you're gonna learn from that failure and you're gonna get to try again so I think that is what um creating that generational growth looks like is is, it's gonna look like trial and error because nobody I mean there's no there's no blueprint like okay this is how you do this and even if there was I always go back to this even if there was a blueprint how boring is that like (laughs) right how, what, what kind of life are you really going to experience by following this steps like
0: no yeah I hear you I hear mm-hmm. you like let it be a skeleton right just a, a foundation but yeah. how you how you develop that has to be has to come from something within you right
1: yeah We're yeah i not looking to
0: create clones no uh, exactly
1: exactly I mean
0: especially us like
1: we are the most creative people. (laughs) We are the culture.
0: Listen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like the research already says that from us and black women, especially, let me just be clear. Mm -hmm. So much culture is created, right? So I just am praying and hoping for the day where the world has a healthy appreciation from all of these great things coming from us Mm -hmm. and not necessarily being replicated from other people. Yeah. By leading, by looking at our, at our example, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Like, let's, let's get into the business side of things, right? For, you know, a brief moment. What do you, how has taking your idea and birthing it into what it is now really helped to fulfill you, you know, business, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a woman, an individual, what do you think?
1: um it's made me feel
0: accomplished and
1: mm-hmm. uh, it's how has it helped to fulfill me um it's made me it's made me want to do even more and try other things like try other things that I've thought about um I can I always re, like you know how if you go on a date with somebody and they ask you oh what are your hobbies yeah. and I'm I always think like no I don't have any hobbies. Like I have friends who can paint, who can draw, who can sing. Like those, I feel like those are hobbies, but I have none. And so, being able to bring my my skincare brand to life, um, it's made me want to pursue more of the things that I've said I wanted to do. But kind of just, eh, I, I, like you said, because I didn't have that example, I just done, didn't bother with it. Like, oh yeah, no, nah, I'll, I'll put that on the back burner or I I won't put that on any burner actually that's just off the table you know
0: (laughs) well what what kind of risks do you think you've given yourself permission to take through this process
1: um through you mean through like starting businesses Mm -hmm. easily I give myself permission to like you know um invest in the business in to the point where, yeah, I might lose money, but as long as there's a, a passion there and I'm not just doing willy nilly, um, I still, I allow myself to like spend, spend money on my businesses, um, to, in order to, to, to grow them. Also, yeah. I'm allow myself room to make mistakes because it's going to happen. I know I already said that, but it's That's going tough. to happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to end up spending money on stuff that you realize you don't, you never use or stuff that might've been a flop or whatever. Um, yeah. And I get also give myself permission to, to try again and to, to not beat myself up about it. Like girl it's yeah. okay. You made a mistake. Yeah. Let's get back on the horse. Like, let's go. Yeah.
0: I was even going to ask you, like, how do you, what are, what is the story that you tell yourself as you are coaching yourself through a mistake
1: made. Um, basically just whatever I learned from it. So, okay, I'll give an example. Um, when I first started, I saw I started with just scrubs. It was only body scrubs. I had like eleven different scrubs, and I remember I was getting the same feedback from like a maybe a good five to ten people that it the they didn't like the texture of the scrub. And at first I was kind of like, oh, these people, what is wrong with them? Ah. You know, and yeah, instead know. <laughs> of <laughs> you being like, um, Erica Badu, and she's like, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff, you know, I that's kind of how, how it was. And I'm just like, I had yeah. to, I had to realize that, I mean, yeah, it, this is something that I made, but it's something that is supposed to be of use to somebody else. So instead of taking that so personally, let's try another way. Let's see if see how I can fix it. Especially because it's within my reach. It's not like it's not like I'm just married to this particular product formulation. Like I can change yeah. it. Especially if more than one person is complaining, that having the same issue or the same feedback. Um. So yeah, I just uh, yeah, I try to take it in stride and not take it too personal. That's probably. That's probably the mantra of my life. Not taking anything personal.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. We have just a few more, a few more questions. I I think everybody can learn from that, especially if you're a woman in business, you can't take it personally and that feedback. Is the lifeblood of continuing to grow? Because, mm. like you said, you want business to, to provide a service. And if yeah. there's a disconnect between the service providing and your audience, if you want to grow, <laughs> you'll listen to that. Yeah. And I think I wonder sometimes is it so hard because there's already so many hurdles that we have to like jump over in order to begin? Mm -hmm. and to put ourselves out there in the world to do these things that we love so it it hurts Um, but also understanding that it's part of the process and having a very solid foundation in who you are and your why Mm -hmm. is critical to be able to move forward and push through when things aren't aligning yeah what's your why
1: what'd you say what is your why my why oh my why okay wait my why for what because (laughs) that's a big question that's like a loaded question
0: it's all them loaded (laughs) (laughs) um well what do you what's what's coming up for you what do you think of it what's coming up for you
1: Um, Coming up for me, I want to, I want to take my, I want to take my business, I want to take it internationally. So Mm. the why for me, the why for me, actually, because I didn't really have the answer until just now. The why Mm. for me is having freedom and control of my own time. That is my why. Yeah,
0: I need to be able
1: to Yeah. I need to be able to, my friend, one of my friends, closest friends always says, um, trading time for money. And that is really something that I want to move away from. Like I, I mean, which I understand it. I'm not knocking anybody's hustles because I'm still doing it. I'm still trading my time for money. Um, but I want to move away from that. Like I want to have, and I think the pandemic brought that, um, brought that, uh idea to a lot of people that like oh I do not like going to to work every day no I want to stay at home I want to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> I want to cook breakfast I want to be able to exercise throughout the day I want to get outside in the sun I don't want to get off work and it's about to be dark I gotta go home yeah. and cook dinner like it feels like such like where is the you in that there's no there's no self-care that I know but like and if I'm not gonna care about myself, who is gonna care about me? Yeah. So that is my why. The the why is me. <laughs> I'm the why. Okay.
0: I love it. I love it. You said something so, so important. Like create, what is it? Having the freedom and control of your own time. Mm. Oh man, like you said, just to be able to live life on your own terms is yeah. valuable. Yeah. And entrepreneurship yeah. is a way. For that to happen and i'm not I, I am not the one to sit here and say that entrepreneurship is for everybody because it's not yeah you yeah working a nine yeah. to five is okay it, you yeah. know because honestly we have to do that in order to feed our entrepreneurial pursuits until we don't have to so yeah. it's, i think i wonder is it really having an appreciation of where you are in the moment and then mm-hmm. again creating those goals to help you be more forward thinking and being strategic like moving to china was a strategic move for me yes wanting to live abroad was always a thing but it's being intentional being strategic and identifying how can i leverage this opportunity to bring mm-hmm. about the other thing. well that's never happened on the show before <laughs> you can i got cash. excited in my <laughs> okay we'll do that later um yeah, things happen, and how do you leverage, you know, the opportunity that you've given yourself to bring about the preferred future that you see? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's key, so, oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was, I was agreeing, I said, yep, that's important.
0: Yeah, well, let me ask you this, when you think about impacting your community, right, mm-hmm. either here or back home, what does that look like for you?
1: Impacting my community, um, I would love to, and I would have never seen myself like this until well, I, maybe a few years ago, I was talking to one of my sisters and um, my niece was about to graduate high school. And um, you know we were having the chat about like, oh, what do you wanna do? What are you thinking about doing? Blah, 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 blah. And um, she said something about like, oh, I wanna be a traveling nurse. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah, she, talk, she started talking about traveling. She was like, yeah, I want to move to, I can't remember which country or even if it was a specific country. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, she said she wanted to move out of the country. And that is when I was like, wow, especially because I had been missing my family. So yeah. I was kind of like, wow, that made me feel good. Like, okay, I started, sometimes I can feel selfish for being here and being kind of like disconnected from, from yeah, like yeah. my family and stuff. But that made me realize that the like these girls are watching you. You know what I mean? Like, even if, cause I'm not just going back home and like saying, oh, y'all need to move. Up. Come on, everybody need to go. I'm not doing it. Right. But yeah. they're watching me and realizing like, oh, that's cool, I wanna do that. And it's like, wow, yeah. I didn't, I never realized that I could, that I was kind of an inspiration for anybody really but it, it makes it yeah. even more um uh heartwarming for me because it's my nieces it's my own family yeah that um yeah. inspiring yeah
0: look at you starting generational trends <laughs> okay <laughs> let them see. listen Plant them see. that's what we gotta do right yes. um again presentation matters if, if we don't have it how do we create it um sorry. Which best of success needs in her traveling nurse journey? That listen, that is one of the ways to go. Everyone in healthcare and traveling right. life. So, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to ask you: How do you believe you? Maybe you answered this with hmm. this, you know, most recent uh, response. But I, I want to ask directly: How do you? How do you believe you've tapped into the gifts that you've been given, your strengths and? Your abilities to be able to create opportunities for other people in your community?
1: Um I think that I don't do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um and I and, and maybe that's because I think I appreciate something when I can observe it and then take what I need from it. Like as, or if I'm if I'm seeing somebody who I look up to or who I'm inspired by. I don't want them to be telling me, this is what you should do, da-da-da-da-da, is, this is what I did. I would rather kind of watch them and like, oh, okay, I like that. And I pick up this, but I might leave that. You know what I mean? So I think that because I receive it in that way, I, I also don't intentionally put it out there and try to like tap into my community in that way. Um, I would say I do it just by, just by kind of, like living my life normally and broadcasting the, the normalness of what I'm doing. Um, And I'm sure you've also, I think all of us have experienced this when we like our first trip back home or just in general, like our first couple of years here, a lot of people kind of, they have an idea of what's going on here um, and they kind of glorify it. Like they think it's some, huge like I just became a Beyonce or something and it's like I I get I I try to get away from that because it's it's very attainable like it's not it's not hard to move abroad it's not I mean it does take some courage but it's not it's not unattainable it's within reach so I just I try to broadcast like oh we just live a normal life like I'm just at the park I'm I'm not doing nothing crazy. I'm not climbing the Eiffel Tower or something, you know, that's so crazy. Yeah. Like we're just living normal life. You you can do it too. So yes. that's, I would say that's how I try to tap into the community.
0: Oh, I'm so glad that you said that. Creating a sense of normalcy and not like this huge separation to where it's just this, just this grand thing that, that somebody else isn't capable of attaining. Even yes. though, like you said, everybody that does this has to have a level of risk-taking within mm-hmm. them that maybe they don't realize. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: A bit of more of an intrepid spirit, right? Uh, but it's, it's, I think that's part of the reason why I created this platform. One, obviously mm-hmm. to broadcast the importance of mental health, but to be mm-hmm. able to normalize the fact that black people live everywhere. We belong yeah. everywhere, we thrive yeah. everywhere. And it is available to more people if you are trying to do something different in your life.
1: Yeah, if you want to.
0: Exactly. It's not for everybody. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to say that there are specific and unique challenges that go along with being a Black expat. Yeah. Uh, You know, for instance, every year around November when that weather hits (laughs) and the... Holiday part, I get seasonal disorder. Like I get depressed because yeah. one, yeah. I love Thanksgiving and I can't go home. And the weather just does such a complete 180 that yeah. it is a shock to the system.
1: Yep. So, yep. yeah. I'm the same way. I, when they, around December, yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's too cold. I am not Girl. gonna back.
0: <laughs> and just be cracking. <laughs> like. This is when your expertise definitely comes into play because <laughs> Beijing weather, Beijing winter, ain't nothing to play with. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this. We're almost near the end of our amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what are some of the non-negotiables that you've learned that you have to have in order to live your best life more consistently? What are some of the non-negotiables that have to be present?
1: some of the non-negotiables one of them is respect Ooh. um yeah one of them is respect i i think all of us probably maybe or maybe women more than men we've kind of teetered and like try to find the balance like i've accepted disrespect in the past um in different ways you know what i mean and i realized no that's not going to do it for me, um, and, and when I have accepted some disrespect, the relationship or whatever it is, it it, it goes a little bit further, but then it end, it ends up crumbling anyway. So let me just stop it where it stands. You know, yeah. That's 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 a, that's a big thing for me is respect, and another non negotiable. Another non negotiable for me is my mental health. It is like, it's, it's, I mean, I know this, it's, it's on key with what we're talking about right now, but it really is something that I have placed a high level of importance on within the last, within the last year or so. Um, Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it's something that's, if it's something that is not serving me and something that is displeasing me, I can't allow it. So, or just, or you displeasing my mental health, then no, it's out. So yeah, Yeah. my mental health and respect.
0: (laughs) Listen, Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I need people like everybody hearing and watching this episode. Please understand you have the agency to set a boundary that works for you. Other people do not have to be in alignment with your boundary for you to set it and your mental health. I don't tell people what they should do. That ain't my job, right? But I am strongly suggesting to everyone (laughs) that you make your mental health the number one priority. It is the glue that holds everything together, right? If you want to be your best self, you know, in your personal life, take care of your mental health. If you want to be your best self professionally, prioritize your mental health. If you want to be your best self in your relationships, make sure your mental health is is intact because- it has such a ripple effect Mm -hmm. in our lives and that can be good and that can be bad so Mm -hmm. you choose you got a choice which path do you want to take and how do you stay on that path for consistently? so thank you you for sharing that I just I have goosebumps again (laughs) so (laughs) what 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 are some final words that you would like to gift the audience before we do um, a rapid fire question?
1: Oh, rapid fire. Um, okay. Let me see. What do I have to say? Well, thank you for having me. (laughs) Right, Okay. What haven't I said already? Um, thank you for having me. Uh, I do just want to go back to, well, not really go back, but this will be a part of my final words is that when you prioritize your mental health, you really, you show up for yourself, um, and you're able to show up for others in, in, in the way that, in the way that they need you. So, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate that. Like, it has been a pleasure. I'm glad I know you in real life. And yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure getting to know you on a deeper level just through you know this episode. And can you share with us how we can connect with you and follow your journey and buy your products?
1: <laughs> yes, so on Instagram, my um, Instagram handle is at Uriah, U-R-I-A dot H um and if you want to buy some products from me I'm on WeChat I only sell in China for now um and my business for now. WeChat- <laughs> right exactly my business WeChat is just J-U-S-T skin S-K-I-N underscore
0: yes all right I'm so grateful for this opportunity so I have a few wrap around questions that I like to ask everyone. You know, one of the first is what's one word you would use to describe yourself? Love. (laughs) Yeah, I love that one. What's what's your favorite country to visit when we could travel?
1: (laughs) Oh, I love that question. I got to pick one.
0: Mm. Top three.
1: Okay. Okay. That's better. I got something to work with. Malaysia, Ghana, and Philippines.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've been to any
1: of those. Oh, yes. You have to at least, I can't even choose one for you. I don't know. You you choose one. You choose what?
0: (laughs) Ghana. Yes. Yes. Ghana. Definitely. Like the world, I want to go to God. Like I, I just keep hearing so many great things about it. They've just done the whole year of return. Was that last yeah. year, two years ago? Um, that was in 2019. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. It's it's definitely on the bucket list for sure. So come on, China. Let's open up these borders. Okay, you um, waiting. <laughs> girl, waiting wait, like for real, for real. What, um, what is something that you're passionate about?
1: Something that I'm passionate about is improving myself. Something that, right now, mm-hmm. something right now that I'm passionate about is becoming my best self I, I improvement, self-improvement.
0: Yes. And what, like, what, what's the book that you're reading right now that you would recommend?
1: Oh, a book that I'm reading right now. Or
0: um, you've read.
1: A book that I've read, I would love to recommend, is The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements is oh, yeah. one of my favorite books. I've read it a couple of times, and I'm gonna read it again. I always recommend The Four Agreements. It's something to
0: live okay. by. I, I got it on my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my okay. <laughs> 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 and I would say, you know, if you could give us a favorite quote or inspirations to close out this rapid round, what would that be? Um my favorite
1: quote. Hmm. I had a favorite quote, but I can't remember it. Um my favorite something that Abraham Hicks also said is to find find the joy. No, that's not the quote actually. Um, okay but the point of the quote <laughs> the point of it is to um, follow the feeling that's what it is follow the feeling find, make sure you're constantly seeking feeling good and once you once you once you find what feels good you attract more of what feels good
0: I love that follow yeah. the feeling oh everything they are teachers they guide you they instruct you they are powerful y'all hear that folks follow the feeling and so with that i am going to say thank you uriah so much for sharing your time with us today i hope that you've enjoyed you know being on black and abroad because you've given us so much to really think about um and to everyone else that's watching I want to say thank you for tuning in into black and abroad, again, uh, I encourage you to keep taking risks keep impacting your communities and make sure that you keep prioritizing your mental health above all. Please yes. share this in your communities, it is through supporting one another, that we can continue to grow our stories um, grow our community and reap the type of growth and success and bounty that we mm. are deserving of. So mm-hmm. yeah. I am going to say thank you. And with that, thank we you. are going to say peace, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> you all
1: good.